Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Leah, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And today is Friday, August 31st, 2012. Today we're reading from the Big Book. We're in Chapter 2, There is a Solution. Today's readers are Kim, Paula, Sarah, and Sharon. Thank you. The share code for yesterday's meeting, that's August 30th, is 2934. 2934. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. This meeting's primary purpose is to abstain, to recover from compulsive overeating, and to carry this message of recovery to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer, suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now call on Miriam to read the 12 steps. Thank you, Leah. Good morning, vision for you. I'm Miriam, a compulsive overeater calling from Israel. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives have become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we stood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask Him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we have harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks for letting me give service and without our past. Thank you very much. Thank you. I will now call on Louisa to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Louisa, compulsive overreader from Staten Island, New York. One, a common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. 
two, for a group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, the OA group would never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. These problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such should never organize but may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those who serve, they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Pass. Thank you. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book. We're beginning Chapter 2. There is a solution. You'll find that on page 17. We're beginning at the top. And we ask Kim to begin reading. Thank you, Kim. Thanks, Leah. Chapter 2, There is a Solution. We, of Alcoholics Anonymous, know thousands of men and women who were once just as hopeless as Bill. Nearly all have recovered. They have solved the drink problem. What a beautiful promise. What a beautiful promise this chapter starts out with. There is a solution. You know, men and women who are once as hopeless as Bill. And what does that mean? You know, we've just finished Bill's story. He was hopeless. But what was he hopeless in? What was he, what the problem was he didn't know his problem. He was drunk. He didn't want to be drunk anymore. How can I not get drunk? How can I have three beers? How can I just have a couple? You know, and then he got to the point where he realized it was a insidious first drink. So we have to recognize what's our problem. We have an allergy of the body. You know, once we ingest certain substances, our body demands more and more, and the more we have, the less satisfied we are. But then Bill was able to stop once in a while. He was high on the goose. He was able to stop. So what he found out was his bigger problem, which is our bigger problem, is we have the obsession of the mind. 
we have that mind that tells us even when we can have that strength, that willpower to put the food down, we're going to go back again because the mind's going to tell us it's not that bad. You're making too much out of this. It will help. It will give you ease and comfort. So Bill found out he was hopeless. He couldn't stop once he started, and he couldn't stop from starting again once he did stop. So where's the solution? You know, they all have recovered. They have solved the drink problem. So that means it's in the past tense. So what does that mean? So let's go to page 85. It says here, we are not fighting it, meaning the alcohol or the food. Neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we have been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. Oh, my God. We have not sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. It does not exist for us. We are neither cocky nor are we afraid. That is our experience. That is how we react so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. What a beautiful way to start off this chapter. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. Anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? This is Sharon. Sharon, please go ahead. Good morning. This is Sharon. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater and so grateful to be on the line this morning. When I look at this page, there is a solution. And the first thing I see is this big W. And it we, right at the beginning, comma, we. We. It is the we that has recut. We of Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, you know, thousands. So it's we. There is a solution that we have discovered. And I was reflecting yesterday about our our uh, discussion on uh, the the joviality that we have in the rooms, and that it's the we that I've had periods of abstinence when I've been in the rooms where I was abstinent alone, so to speak. I'd come to meetings and I'd have my abstinence. And, um, but with the abstinence I have now, it's in community. And it's in that community that I have that joy and that, that, um, that uh, joviality. And there's a different flavor in the we than in the I. In the we, there's... there's uh, joy and happiness and and you can feel the lightness of it we of alcoholics anonymous know thousands of men and women who were once just as hopeless as bill and and we see that because there's the we that we that we have recovered together and we have found a solution and because we have found it others can find it too and it can grow into the thousands it's available to anyone because we've discovered it. There's a lightness about it because we know that if you can get it, then that means I can keep it because it's not just by some accident that I have discovered um, a solution, but because you and we have it together it's it's something that's available to all of us, so that means that that it's something that I can hold on to year after year, regardless of ups, the ups and downs in life. Um, and with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sharon. Anyone else? 
on this first paragraph. Excuse me. Hi, this is Melanie from Minnesota. May I share? Of course, Melanie. Go ahead. Hi. Good morning. Good morning, Leah. Good morning, all. They have solved the drink problem. So I'm thinking, we've gone through the forwards and gotten so much hope. We have studied um, the doctor's opinion, and we get a good idea about what we're um, about, what this deal is. We've got the idea now that it's an allergy of the body and an obsession of the mind, so I've been able to move it from um, the slob and the sloth that I was to something very, very medically pointed, and then we hear all about Bill's journey through that, mapping out the progression of that, and I'm thinking of they have solved the drink problem. The drink problem. What a miracle. What hope. My goodness gracious. It's just overwhelming. Putting that food down. I was taught how to put the food down. Now that problem has been solved, and I have hope for the first time ever I had a sponsor that helped me. I had a barrage of people in the lifeboat that continued to support me. The food problem has been solved. It's been ironed out, lined out, get to do it, so grateful. And guess what now? The next is coming. The day-to-day living is going to have an issue around being addressed and a solution for that. I am so thrilled, so thrilled. So um, with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melanie. My name is Leigh. I'm a compulsive overeater. I just wanted to comment here. Nearly all have recovered. They have solved the drink problem. You know, if you look back to your forward to the first edition, it says, we of Alcoholics Anonymous are more than 100 men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body to show other alcoholics precisely how we have recovered is the main purpose of this book. So this book that we crack open every morning, it's not a book of theory or philosophy. This book that we crack open every morning, this text that we study, offers a clear step-by-step approach for recovery to get to a point. We have to know where we're going, right? Because if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. What the big book tells us from the get-go is that there's a place called Recovered. That's our aim, that's our objective, that's our goal. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, right? Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry, tried to practice, tried to carry this message and practice these principles in all our affairs. So that is the aim and the goal. And so here in Chapter 2, there is a solution. You know, the text shouts this good news to us, that there is help. There is hope. There's a way out. There is a way out of King Alcohol's mad realm for us compulsive overeating. You know, the big book basically tells us, bring us your pain, bring us your loss, bring us your failure, bring us your shame and your guilt, and we're going to give you something more. Not just the simple elimination of alcohol. We're going to give you wholeness and soundness a renewed and restored life. And it's my experience and my belief that this big book contains the best and most powerful directions for doing the steps quickly that allows us to get to a place called recovered, where the problem is solved. 
So we're not just talking about a temporary relief or a temporary respite. We're talking about salvation. We're talking about that these steps take away the mental obsession and substitute for that mental obsession a spiritual awakening. The obsession of the mind will be expelled. The problem will be solved. That's exactly what this big book tells us and promises us. And with that, I pass. Anybody else before we move on to the next paragraph? Good morning, Leah. Do. Do. Go ahead. Good morning. Um, I I just felt like you took my comment. <laughs> so good. Um, I was also going to comment on that. Nearly all have recovered. They have solved their drink problem. And, you know, um, we always focus on the beginning of this book as far as um, that page, um, as far as like how precisely have we recovered and this is the main purpose of the book. But the theme of this book goes throughout the entire book. Uh, on page 169, um, it talks about the pioneers of AA. And I just wanted to read this caption. It says, all 10 have now passed away of natural causes, having maintained complete sobriety. Today, hundreds of additional AA members can be found who have had no relapse for more than 50 years. All of these then and our pioneers of AA, they bear witness that they release, uh, witness that release from alcoholism can really be permanent. And uh, I see three times here maintain complete sobriety, have had no relapse more than 50 years, bear witness that release from alcoholism can be permanent. You know, so it's not talking about we're going to continue to be recovering like some people um, think, you know, that there is no conclusion, there is no f finale to this, but there there can be permanent recovery. There can be a complete sobriety. There can be like a, a way out that you have no relapse. And um, and I love that because it really speaks volumes, you know, to what what recovered means. It means that the problem is solved, that you're not going to go back to it. And um, and that's a really hope for me today because, you know, there was a time where I I felt like, I can't do this. You know, I have no hope. I have no way out. I have no way of stopping once I start. And so this, these pages really gives us hope that there is a solution. There is a way out. There is, you know, a way to stop. And so um, with that, I pass. Thank you, Do Anyone else? This is Janice. Janice, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Leah. Good morning, Vision for You. My name is Janice. I am a compulsive overeater recovered today. Thank you, God. These three first sentences, okay, we're coming right out of Bill's story. We're coming right out of Bill's story. And we got to see in Bill's story the utter hopelessness that he had around this disease of alcoholism and what he had discovered when Ebby carried the message to him about where the, the way out was for him, where the solution was for him. But they start us off by saying, we of Alcoholics Anonymous know thousands, thousands of men and women who were once just as hopeless as Bill, just as hopeless as Bill. So lest we start to get the idea 
that Bill Wilson had this wondrous experience, can we have it as well? You know, they set us up right away by telling us that besides Bill Wilson, there are thousands, thousands who were just as hopeless as Bill, just as desperate as Bill, in the depths of despair and in the grips of the illness. That too recovered. That too recovered. So it was so hopeful for me right away to hear that, to hear that, that Bill Wilson had this wondrous experience, this transformation of attitude and ideas and thoughts, but that it was going to be available for me too, and thus for you too. You know, that is, that is what this paragraph says to me loudly and clearly, that not just Bill, but thousands also are using this same solution to recover. So it gave me hope right away that I was not unique, that I was not going to be the one who was not going to get it, but that I could be part of those thousands as well. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Janice. And we're going to move on to the next paragraph with Paula reading, please. Thank you. This is Paula, Recovered Compulsive Reader. We are average Americans, all sections of this country, and many of its occupations are represented, as well as many political, economic, social, and religious backgrounds. We are people who normally would not mix, but there exists among us a fellowship of friendliness and an understanding which is indescribably wonderful. We are like the passengers of a great liner, the moment after rescue from shipwreck when camaraderie, joyousness, and democracy pervade the vessel from steerage to captain's table. Unlike the feelings of the ship passengers, however, our joy in escape from disaster does not subside as we go our individual's way. The feeling of having shared in a common peril is one element in the powerful cement which binds us, but that in itself would never have held us together as we are now joined. Well, there is much to share here. I'd like to look at we are people. At first, I'd like to wait. Let me, let me go to the first we, and that's that would be occupations are represented as well as political, economic, social, and religious backgrounds. Well, that's pretty much covering it all, isn't it? And that's it. It's covering it all. There's not one that is not here. We are people who normally would not mix. My goodness, we're not even from the same town, same state, same country. How would I possibly mix with you? Yet I know you well. And then it says, but there, and I love that but. Now this but is so wonderfully placed. But there exists among us a fellowship. That's a joint interest a joint interest in living, in having a life giving back, a friendliness. And, you know, I tell you, Bill places those words, friend, friendliness, spatters them all through the book, all through the book, because of the importance you must understand. A friend is one attached to another by affection, but even more here. Then he goes on, friendliness, friendliness, friendly disposition, But then what would it be without a friend? Destitute, 
friendless is destitute of friends. We don't have that. Someone wanting support, we get that here. And he put it placed so well in an understanding which is indescribably wonderful to know you know. And they're the open door. With that, I will pass. Thank you for allowing me to share. Thank you, Paula. Anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? This is Christy. Please share, Christy. Good morning, Leah. Good morning, A Vision for You. This is Christy, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Grateful, grateful today. Um, <laughs> this is one of my favorite, favorite paragraphs, and I know I say that with every paragraph we read, but this is really, truly a favorite paragraph of mine in the big book. Um, you know, I just love this. You know, we are people who normally would not mix, and I, you know, I'm fond of saying that I'm the type of person that, you know, I would avoided some. I would have avoided some of you certainly, you know, and at the, you know, in the throes of my addiction. You know, I'd, although I'd like to think of myself as discerning with the people that I hung out with, it was just me. Uh, you know, I, in the end, it was just me. I was hanging out by myself. I didn't like anybody. I didn't like anybody. And um, that served me well in active addiction because it was just me and my food. And, um, you know, when I first darkened the doors of OA in 1994, it was really important to me at, at that particular time. You know, I lived in... Uh, Washington State, and there were a number of OA meetings that had um, that had sub some um, you know sub groups, you know, kind of special interest OA groups, and so I tapped into one of those because you know not only was I afraid that I wouldn't fit into the chairs at 340 pounds, but I was also afraid that I wouldn't fit in, and so walking into that room, I. Um, you know, it was important to me, again, that I was part of this kind of special interest group in OA. And what I discovered quickly is that what I really needed were people who were recovered. I needed people who could show me the way. It was less important to me than, that I found a group of people, you know, that had this special interest. You know, we were all kind of joined together through that. I really needed to be in a room with people who were recovered, people who could show me the way. That was much more important to me, um, you know, and, and as I've discovered through my journey, you know, moving to different areas and living in Minnesota now, um, that's much more important to me, much more important to me that I'm walking into a meeting with people who have recovered. You know, I, uh, if I want to, um, you know, belong to a political organization or hang out with people that have the same social interests as I do or the same fashion sense that I do, I, I can find those people. But what I really, really need to save my life is you. You know, I need all of you. I need all of you on this line. And most of you, I mean, I know a few of you certainly, but uh, most of you I've never met before, ever. I have no idea what you look like. I know what you sound like. I know that you tell me where you live, but other than that, the one thing we have in common, the one thing we have in common is our addiction and our solution, you know, the two things we have in common, I should say. Um, you know, I walked into a meeting last night, and I did not, you know, I didn't look like anybody at that meeting. I didn't, I thought, oh, wow, I'm going to scare these people, you know, um, you know, I, I, I walked in, I didn't know the people, I, you know, they had invited me to speak at the meeting, and I walked in, and, you know, even though I didn't know them, I, there was an immediate connection, there was an immediate connection, 
to everybody in that room. You know, they were sitting in those chairs, and I was going to tell them how I had recovered, and I did. And that's the connection, and that's the beauty of recovery. You know, I say to, you know, my dear friends, of course, now I would have crossed the street to avoid you in the past. And today, I, you know, I embrace you. I embrace you, I love you, and I need you. I embrace you, I love you, and I need you. And I'm so grateful, I'm so grateful that, um, that I got past my own thinking enough to, to love all of you, to love all of you. Um, because of what we share together. I mean, we have that connection that is like soul to soul, heart to heart, you know, and uh, it means everything to me, and I'm so grateful for it, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Christy. Anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? This is Kim. Kim, go ahead. Good morning, Leah. I'm sorry. I forgot to introduce myself. I was so excited about this chapter. Um, my name is Kim. I am a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. Those last two lines, the feeling of having shared in a common peril is one element in the powerful cement that binds us. But that in itself would never have held us together as we are now joined. And I think what that's telling us is are we joining in the problem or are we joining in the solution? You know, I don't know if you guys remember that Italian cruise ship that um, ran ashore last year and it tipped over in the Mediterranean. And I saw some people being interviewed who survived it and they said that it, what they're talking about, the camaraderie, that they, these people didn't know each other, but they were in this common peril and they were joined together. But they said the problem was some people couldn't, couldn't get past that the ship, the ship was sinking. They couldn't get past the problem. And then there was a group of them that said, no, we're going to survive this. We're going to get out of this. And they started to look around, and there was those banisters that go down the stairwells. And because the ship was tipped over, the guy goes, that could be stairs. That could be stairs. We can, get, we can go up on, on that banister. And they got up there. And unfortunately, I think that's a problem in a lot of the rooms today. We get so stuck on the camaraderie of the problem, we're going to go down with the ship. You know, I, my, my um, nutritionist, I was talking to her one time about how discouraged I was with some of the meetings I was going to. And she simply said, unfortunately, Kim, some meetings are where compulsive overeaters go to die. Because all we do is we get together and we want to discuss the horrors of being compulsive overeaters. But as, as, as people have been saying, you know, what is, what is that, what is going to hold us together is that common solution. We've got to reach towards that common solution. You know, it says in Bill's story, common sense would thus become uncommon sense. It is these trials and tribulations of the compulsive overeater that we're going to be able to become recovered and reach down to the still suffering in a unique way to pull them up from the mire. But we have to be joined together in the solution and just stop being joined together in the problem. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. Anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? This is Victoria. Victoria, please go ahead. There's one passage here that really struck me this time in reading it. Unlike the feelings of the ship's passengers, however, our joy in escape from disaster does not subside as we go our individual ways. While the other ship's passengers in a week, in a month, in a year may forget 
may fail to remember that joy of having escaped disaster. I don't, as a compulsive eater. That joy stays with me. That amazement and gratitude stays with me. And the reason for me that that's true is because the disaster never disappears. The disaster of compulsive overeating, the doctor's opinion tells me, that disaster is never completely eradicated. I escaped the disaster today as I live in the solution that Bill found. Yet, even though today's escape, that freedom is real and it's complete, and my joy is alive today, this passage reminds me that I'm recovered, but I'm not cured that I need a permanent solution because disaster does not go away in my life. The monkey is off my back, but the circus is still in town. I'll pass. Thank you, Victoria. Anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? This is Sarah. Can I share? Please go ahead. Um, we are people who, who normally would not mix, but there exists among us a fellowship, a friendliness, and an understanding which is indescribably wonderful. Those qualities, the fellowship, the friendliness, and the understanding have replaced when I came into this program, my soul was crushed. Even if my body was not, um, you know, some people who come into this program are not, are not two and three hundred pounds. Some of them are not, but there's, but there's their relationship with food and their relationship with themselves and their relationship with God is crushed. And that fellowship, friendliness, and understanding has, you know, have replaced the insecurity, the superiority, the judgment, the isolation, all of those feelings of I have to be, I'm either inferior or I'm either superior. Every, you know, I'm either good enough, I'm not good enough. I can't, I'm uncomfortable. I can't be around, you know, this person or that person, and and I can't even be with myself because I'm just so that uh, the obsession of the mind, so sick, such a sick mind, and. And this this common common problem, common solution, and it's indescribably wonderful. It's indescribably wonderful to be able to walk into a meeting, to get on a phone line and experience the unconditional love and and acceptance and understanding and warmth and security and and love, just un- indescribable, accepting, loving relationship that that can be found in working these steps and and showing up with and and really inviting a new relationship with 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 God and with with everyone around me. It's. It's so indescribably wonderful, and for that I'm very grateful, and with that I'll pass. Thank you, Sarah. My name is Leah. I'm a compulsive overeater. I'd like to comment on 
two sentences here in the paragraph. First one being, we are like the passengers of a great liner the moment after rescue from shipwreck when camaraderie, joyousness, and democracy pervade the vessel from steerage to captain's table. You know, camaraderie meaning friendliness, a feeling of goodwill. And I like the way they say, you know, pervade the vessel from steerage to captain's table, you know, from the bottom of the barrel to the top, you know. Um, and when I think about AA, um, and of course this book is penned, penned by those who have recovered um, to, to shout the good news, the great news. When I think of AA, I think about what AA is made up of, you know. AA is made up of truck drivers. It's made up of presidents of companies. You know, it's made up of airline pilots and, and doctors, and you've got some nurses, and you've got unemployed people, and you've got electricians, and you've got psychiatrists. You even have members of Congress. You've had, you have people who have lived in the White House. You have people that have walked on the moon. You have people who are in the Football Hall of Fame. I mean, it just covers the, you know, from every occupation, you know, from steerage to captain's table, absolutely true. You know, among among some of the people who are members in AA, you have some of the wealthiest people on the face of the earth, and among AA, you have some of the poorest people. But what is so beautiful about this fellowship is that you can't tell which is which because we sit together with a commonality which is simply based on the fact that we want a better life. This statement here, the feeling of having shared in a common peril, is one element in the powerful cement which binds us. So what that's saying to me here is that even though this camaraderie is so satisfying and so powerful, yes, indeed, the fellowship is so very powerful, and the fellowship supports us in just such a nurturing way, you know, fulfilling way. But it's the program of action that changes us. The fellowship itself doesn't hold us together. We have a common solution that's going to do that. Because the fellowship supports us and the program of recovery, these steps change us. So one supports us, and that's the fellowship. And one changes us, and only one thing will change us, and that is the program of recovery. That's these 12 steps. Change comes as a result of the program that is these steps, these 12 steps. One supports, one changes. And with that, I pass. Would anyone else like to comment on what was read? This is Janice. Janice, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Leah. This is Janice. I really am struck by, once again, how all-inclusive this paragraph lets us know we are all included, none excluded if you want to recover, none excluded. You know, we are people who normally would not mix, and there is among us all kinds of occupations and political leanings and economic and social statuses you know, religious backgrounds, religious backgrounds, we come from all over the world. And we experience that right here on our line. You know, we are gathered together from all over the world. 
from all over the world. And what joins us together is, yes, this horrendous news about this disease, this disease of compulsive overeating that joins us together. That's our commonality. That's our commonality coming into this program. But what Bill has set us up for is right here and now, we need look no further from utopia, he told us. Right here, right now, there's going to be a widening circle of peace on earth, goodwill towards men, that we're going to be rocketed into a fourth dimension. That's what's going to join us together, is a spiritual solution, a spiritual connection. So that feeling of having shared in the common peril of this disease, that joins us together. Thank you, God, that joins us together, that you and I can identify who we are and what we're up against an allergy of our bodies and obsession of our minds that we could not overcome alone by our human resources. But what's going to join us together, he says, is something more than that. That in itself wouldn't hold us together. Something else is going to join us together. And with that, I'll pass. This is Jim from New York. May I share? Yes, Jim, go ahead. Thank you, Janice. Go ahead, Jim. Yeah, hi. Uh, my name is Jim. I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, I am just grateful for this meeting, and I'm grateful for everybody that's here. Um, thank you to all of you. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Jim. Anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? Yeah, hi. This is Kathy from Maryland. Kathy, go ahead. Okay, thanks. Um, thanks. Um, getting in on this call is tough. Um, um, the um, comment I want to make is, and going back to a couple comments ago, you know, we're all wounded when we, we walk in these doors. And some of us were gushing blood, others a Band-Aid will work and a little Neosporin, um, and others, you know, just leave it out in the air. But we're all wounded. But the goal is, is to heal the wound. And we will have a scar, but the scar becomes our experience, strength, and hope that propels us and that we share with others and we show to others so that we can recover. But some of us choose to not heal and we pick at at that wound and we pick at it and we don't follow the doctor's instructions and we keep picking at it and picking at it. And it's like the fellowship. We can find fellowship of people who, that if you want to be wounded and stay wounded, you can hang out with or you can choose to, to join in the fellowship and embark upon this solution because it truly, truly, truly works. It is, it is, it does work. It works better than anything you'll ever find in your life. And freaking day, it's dirt cheap. Where can you find a solution that works at this price point? Nowhere, nowhere. So just do it. Give it a shot and let it embark. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kathy. Anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? Hi, this is Nicole. Nicole, go ahead. Hi, Leah. Hi, Vision for you. This is Nicole. I'm a gratefully recovering compulsive overeater. I just want to point out the first sentence of this paragraph that I just love. We are average Americans. The reason I love that is because we had just gotten through studying Bill's story, which seems like such a complicated problem that he had. And in paragraph one, it says they all solved the drink problem but yet we were average Americans. There was nothing special um, about us to solve this complicated problem. And the analogy that it brings to mind is 
almost like a, a complicated math problem. In college, I would see a teacher put a very complicated problem on the wall, and we would wait to see who could solve this problem. It seems almost impossible. And that's like the problem of overeating, the problem of being an alcoholic. It seems so complicated. It doesn't seem like there's a solution that really fits because we've tried so many solutions before and nothing worked. And here we go. We did solve the problem, and none of us were rocket scientists to have to solve it. And that equation, I just see that little equal sign equaling that one answer. And that one answer solved the entire riddle. So I just want to say how grateful I am today to, to know the answer and to um, be a part of sharing with others. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Nicole. Anyone else like to comment on what was read? This is Gracie from Atlanta. Oh, Gracie, go ahead. My comment is um, how just reading the part of, you know, we all come together, religion, from basically all parts of the earth. And what I get from that is, you know, um, there's no big eyes or little U's when you walk through the doors of uh, AA or OA. You know, it, it's not my profession that uh, makes me stand out. It's not, you know, where I come from that makes me stand out. I'm there because we all share a common solution, and that's the solution of recovery. And I'm so grateful to God that Bill put that in there. Bill didn't come from, uh, he was a smart man, and he rubbed elbows with, you know, millionaires. I was reading one of his uh, books this morning, and he was speaking about Rockefeller. He was rubbing elbows with people who I know for myself I would never get a chance to rub elbows with. But just knowing that I'm a part of a fellowship that Rockefeller had was a part of, you know, had something to do with. Um, that makes me feel really good and lets me know, you know what, when I walk through the door, I don't have to hold my head down because we all are one. And that's, that is the greatest thing that I could ever find. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Gracie. Anyone else like to comment on this paragraph before we move on? Good morning. It's Eddie in Virginia. Eddie, please go ahead. Good morning. This is Eddie in Virginia, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Um, I just can't get by the word we here. I mean, I guess for me, when I when I walked into the rooms, um, that was the thing that finally dawned on me that I really wasn't alone, that I wasn't the only freak in America that had this issue. Um, that there were people out there, and not only were there people out there just like me, but there were people out there who had found a better way to live. You know, I mean, I went through a lot of diet programs, and, you know, there were always people there cheering me on, you know, as I lost weight. But after that goal was achieved, uh, you know, like the whole fellowship sort of thing went away. Actually, it was not even a fellowship. It was just that whole cheering section, you know, went away. But here it says our joy in escape from disaster does not subside as we go our individual ways uh, because we didn't go our individual ways. And, I mean, I still um, have uh, people that I know from my original meeting in, in New Jersey that, and uh, people that I've come to respect and know here. Um, and, it, you know, and I know that they're not going anywhere. 
And and that to me is so comforting that I will never, if I choose, be alone again. I like I could choose to be alone again, and certainly I could do that. But um, I, I if I don't I don't have to do that. And there will be people here for me as long as I am here in these rooms. And to me, that is the great joy uh, of this program is that I am not alone. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Eddie. And we're going to move on now to the next paragraph with Sarah. Thank you. Hi, this is Sarah. Good morning, compulsive overeater, recovered compulsive overeater. The tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution. We have a way out on which we can absolutely agree and upon which we can join in brotherly and harmonious action. This is the great news this book carries to those who suffer from alcoholism. Common solution, action. This is the program of action, and we can absolutely agree it brings recovery. And it's tremendous facts for every one of us. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Sarah. Would anyone else like to comment on what was read in this paragraph? This is Paula Mashia. Paula, please. Thank you. Well, he uses some wonderful descriptive words here. Tremendous fact, not just a fact, tremendous one. For every one of us that we have discovered a common solution. I mean, you know, you can say this uh, so many times, and, and it's the book that brings us together. And, you know, it says it, it ends with this is the great news this book carries. Not just news, great news that this book carries, has to be carried to those who suffer from alcoholism. And I wanted to turn around and just come, come here on 162 at the bottom. Thus we grow, and so can you, though you be but one man with this book in your hand. We believe and hope it contains all you will need to begin. And then again, we know what you're thinking. Oh, they did. You are saying to yourself, I'm jittering alone, I couldn't do that. But you can. You forgot that you have now tapped a source of power much greater than yourself. And I just want to come together with, they're the great news. Thank you for allowing me to share with that. I do pass. Thank you, Paula. Anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? This is Janice. Janice, go ahead. Thank you, Leah. Thank you. So what I'm learning here is there is, we have discovered the tremendous fact for every one of us, for every one of us, for you, for me, for every one of us here on the line this morning, is that there is a common solution, a common solution. But not only is there a common solution, but it's one on which we can absolutely agree, absolutely agree. You know, I don't know about you, but we come in here pretty prickly. We come in here pretty prickly when we've been in the disease. Cantankerous, full of all kinds of ideas, old ideas. But we put down those old ideas. We come together in harmony, in harmony, in harmonious action, Bill tells us. You know, and I think of harmony and what is harmony? All singing the same tune together, making some beautiful music together, harmonious action, action on which we can all agree is going to take us somewhere. 
going to take us somewhere. And and like we always hear, you know, any road will get you there if you don't know where you're going. But we know where we're going today. We know where we're headed. And we know the path that we're on. And we're all on it together. So we can work in this way together. And that's the great news of this book, is that we can all agree on this solution. We can all agree. It's a common solution for all of us. And it applies to all of us. So that action... You know, we don't have to fight about it. We can agree upon it, upon it, absolutely, that this is the way. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Janice. Anyone else like to comment on this? Esther, please, go ahead. Good morning. My name is Esther. I'm a compulsive overeater. The very last sentence in the previous paragraph tells us that that in itself would never have held us together. And then, and this paragraph is telling us what is holding us together? It's our common solution. So the reason that we come together, the reason that we stay together is not because we all have the same problem. It's because we all have a solution that works for all of us and that we are now going to teach and carry on to others. If we were just um, joined because of a problem, we, we would just be like a support group where we all talk about our problems. We wouldn't necessarily be um, joined in brotherly and harmonious action. But because we're joined on account of having a solution that we wanted to teach others and to carry to others, this is why we're able to work together in this um, brotherly and harmonious action. And this is this is a big difference um, when you when you walk into a room where there are a lot of recovered people or or, or recovery you know dominates. Um, there there's a feeling that everybody there is is there to carry a, a message to teach about the solution, as opposed to a group where people are just you know, an OA group where people are just coming together on account of having had the same problem. There's a different atmosphere. There's um, a different uh, temperament to to the way the meetings, you know, run. And this is what I learned from this paragraph. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Esther. Anyone else on this paragraph? This is Judith. Judith, go ahead. This is Sharon. Good morning, everybody. This is Judith in Vermont. I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, I'm struck by this part that says we have a way out on which we can absolutely agree and upon which we can join in brotherly and harmonious action. And I'm reading it in the Spanish at the same time as the English. And the Spanish says uses the word incorporar, which is to incorporate. So incorp meaning body, so it's like we're we're becoming one body when we recover. And so we are becoming like a group body and when people come in they can sense that we have joined together and that we have incorporated ourselves together. With that I pass. Thank you, Judith. And Sharon, please. Yeah, I was actually going to say something very similar to what Judith said. The tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution. And it's in that that the solution that glues us together and makes us that cohesive group that uh, then becomes like a, a, a lifeboat on the ocean where that other people can climb on board and, and join us. Um, the other thing is it's for me, it was in that group where I started finding 
my myself, where I was able to become free of of uh, the baggage, where I was really able to grow. When I when I sat in the rooms and and um, uh, of OA for many years without consistent recovery, I um, I I you know I it was really the fellowship that uh, was binding us together, but what the tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution. And so now it's the solution, it's the 12 steps, it's, the, it's this program of recovery that is my lifeline and that really holds us together in that uh, community, that recovery community. And it's in that environment that I have found the joy of living, that I have found a life that is more than I could have ever imagined. And that's what um, just really, and that's part of that glue that keeps me. I don't want to ever let it go because I have so much more than I ever imagined. And it doesn't have to do with anything material, it has to do with I have this recovery. I have these, these. I have you that I'm bound together with, with a common solution, and that I don't ever want to let that go. So I want to stick close to the center of this group because it's in this group that I have a solution and that I have received so much joy and peace and serenity, and that I also have a purpose in life. I have a place where I can contribute and be of service. And um, with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sharon. And we're out of time. Thank you to everyone who has shared this morning. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Sharon, would you go ahead and read from page 164, please? Thank you. Thank you. I'm Sharon, a recovered compulsive overeater. I'm so glad to have this opportunity to read. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand the faults of him and your fellows. The wreckage of the past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless and keep you until then. My path.